Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey everyone, Jackie here from Who Won the Week. The Last of Us 2 is now out to play, so to celebrate, we had an interview with Troy Baker. We featured a part of it in our episode this week. And we wanted to release the full thing because it was so good. Troy's extremely cool. And also, it's like I'm talking to Joel. So here you go. Here's the full interview with Troy Baker. Well, Troy, hey, thanks for talking to us um, about Last of Us Part 2, a game that I have been waiting for for a very long time. Uh, Last of Us is one of my favorite games. So I'm very excited to be talking to you. <laughs> oh, man. It's always good because people, uh, there's always a moment uh, like in, in some interviews where people look down, they go, and you were in The Last of Us. And they like have to look down at their notes. So knowing that you have at least a, 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 an understanding of the game, I, I am very grateful to have this conversation. This is one of the, um, like, up at 3 a.m. playing on the couch. My husband would come out and be like, are you still up? And I'm like, yeah, and I'm actually really scared right now. <laughs> like, so was that no. what it was? Was that your main takeaway? Is that you were scared about it, or or is that because most of the people that come to me is like, I played the game. Is like it was this huge emotional ride, and yes. I cried through his only video game. So is your is your I'm interviewing you now. Is your takeaway more that you were fearful or or more emotional about it? Um, the end, emotional. The actual, like a lot of the actual gameplay. I and I'm typically I would say like not super affected by like violence and gore in video games, which I'm sure a therapist could unpack that all day long, but (laughs) I don't mind the violence. Um, But yeah, this one, the, uh, I think something about like the quiet and the sneaky, like, yeah, Yeah. it, it, uh, it has you on edge. It's one of my favorites, but I mean, I know what the wait has been like for a fan. Mm. What has the timeline been like for you since first game was released when did you know there was going to be a second one? When did you start working on it? And everything kind of in between. We would be on set and, you know, I would, I would nudge Neil on, on breaks and at lunch and stuff. And I would say, you know what we could do for the second one. And he said, I don't know, man, I don't know if we're going to do one or not. And, and he was very sincere in that he wasn't just being covert or, you know, surreptitious for no reason. He, he was, genuinely focused on making the game at hand and that was our entire focus and when we wrapped it was like this could be it we don't know if any's and then it won awards and i was like okay so now we're gonna do and he's like i don't know man maybe it just stands on his own and it was after if i remember correctly and again it's so weird to think about the timeline but if i remember correctly we were in london after the baftas for and uh, Ashley had just won for playing Ellie in Left Behind. And she's the first person that I know that won back-to-back Emmy or back-to-back BAFTAs for the same character, maybe ever, but but certainly for a video game. Because she won it for The Last of Us and then she won it again for playing Ellie in Left Behind. And it was just like, it was it was such That's a really worthy... Cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it just, it, it underscored again 
how much the performance is really just kind of were such a watershed moment. And that story is such a watershed moment for, for gaming. But it was the after, after, after party. And we were somewhere in a dodgy dive bar that we somewhere. probably should have been in London. Yeah. And I think Neil had had, you know, just, just enough. Uh, he had imbibed just enough to be able to be a little bit more uh, relaxed than, than normally. He said, I, I think I have a story. And in the parking lot of that bar, he, he told me his first idea. I'm like, holy crap, this would be, this would be incredible. That was about six years ago. Uh, or five five years ago for sure. Um, so it has been this long journey of development, iteration, ideation, tumultuous, you know, roller coaster, both of of making the game and then everything that happened. It's hard enough to make a game, but then you throw in literally every possible obstacle, yeah, um, that could possibly be thrown at a studio um, and the people waiting to play the game as well. So, I mean, the, the timeline for this has just been insane. I remember the first time that we were back on set uh, and it was to do the trailer that we were going to show at PSX. And Ashley was sitting there. She was on set. Uh, she was playing the guitar. If anybody has seen that, that first trailer that we put out and they had done some stuff with Ashley and they were kind of getting her set up because the, the trailer starts with her. And I walk on set. It's, now it's time for Joel to show up. And so, Joel's walking down the hall and he stops at the door frame and he sits and he watches LA play. That was that first moment where it's like, you really got to go through with all this. And it was just this moment of like, they're back. Joel and Ellie are back together. And it was a moment that the team and all of us that Ashley and I had waited for it. It was like, it made it real. So it was just a, it was just a beautiful moment. And then just every moment that we've built carefully uh, crafted and curated these moments to tell this incredibly unique story ever since it's just been literally something unlike I've ever, ever, ever done or even thought that this could be. So from that first idea that Neil told you in a, a bar parking lot in London till what is actually going to be played, is it close? Is it totally like how... how where did you guys kind of land? I would imagine it's gone through so many changes and revisions. Yeah. I mean, and the beauty is if you've seen the um, last, I guess it was two weeks ago. Oh my God. It's been two weeks now when um, Naughty Dog actually finally showed um, some, some extended gameplay. They did, they did mm -hmm. a state of play and they showed here's, here's some story elements that we've never shown you. We also want to walk you through the just the advan the advancements that we've made as a studio in this game and, and how we're demonstrating that. Uh, and then they show the gameplay. And uh, obviously, crafting stealth is is just endemic to the game, and it's always going to be a part of that. But the the enemies, the, the world is so much bigger now. The enemies that you're going to encounter um, are far more vast and varied. And the style in which you play, I, I feel like this game has more agency than the first one did. To really, there was some things we played with on Uncharted Four to kind of test the waters to see a if if Naughty Dog could do it, and b if if the player wanted to have that kind of agency in a Naughty Dog game. I remember hearing about it just as a concept, and then actually being able to see it in action. Just the way that your version of Ellie is going to be different than my version of Ellie. So, and, and I feel like that that's an evolution of games period. Like you could go back to games like my, the first time I played, you know, uh, uncharted or final fantasy seven or, or go back to the lineage of games. 
my experience is different than your experience inherently just because the way that we play, the way that we grew up playing, the way that we like to play, the, the things about games that resonates with us. And to me, this is just a, not a capitulation, but it's, it's a, a partnership that the game has with the player to truly give that kind of agency the very reason why we play games as much as possible. Yeah. So was it at all difficult for you? I mean, I would say getting back into, <laughs> char- getting back into character, but really these characters are different. They've lived a life. Like how much do you know about what what happened to Joel and Ellie in those intervening years? How much of it oh, did man. you get to contribute to the character? And yeah, was it a challenge kind of having to find that character again and then add on this time that has passed? I would, you know, there's there's such a temptation for any actor to go, oh, it was such a challenge for me to find. It was like, no, dude, I... I thought about Joel every day, and that is not an exaggeration. This is a character that the 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 opportunity for me to play Joel in in this game fundamentally changed my life. It it it, it created opportunities for me. It taught me so much about myself, about acting, about this industry. It brought me into contact with people that I'm now a part of their story, and they're now a part of mine. Look, I, I I like to write, but the the beauty that I have, and and I'm in a very auspicious position to be partnered with someone like Neil Druckmann, who is a craftsman and he's an artist, and he's able to he he wields his pen with deftness, and he's able to write a story. So the opportunity that I have for agency in helping to create this character that that Neil is gracious enough to let us into that process and go, what do you think? And he really is open to the answer is not fundamental story arcs, thank God, because I, I would be, the character in the story would be less um, if left to my abilities. But for me, it's the opportunity to take the moments that, that Neil has crafted and together in a partnership, we wrestle with that and we unpack our perspectives and we're able to find the, the true synthesis of what those two perspectives can be. And there's times when, when Neil and I would, would, be in total opposition to a moment. And the beauty of that is that uh, Stanley Tobliaski, who's, who's an amazing actor, a character actor, if you look him up, you're like, oh, that guy from that thing. Um, he tells a story about being on the set of um, Groundhog Day. And, he, and somebody said, oh, that had to be a fun set to word on. And he goes, no, it was actually terrible. Um, there was such contention. He said, but where there is contention, there is care. And that's that's very much the story of of The Last of Us is so many people cared about this. And you can see even externally the contention that surrounded this game of people wanting it so badly. And then all of a sudden when they found out that it's real, now there's expectations and wanting to make sure that that matched up to what their expectation of this was. And there was so much fear. And what I'm grateful for is now through all of this time that we've spent making this game is that people can actually play it and experience it and dispel that fear. Um, And the game does an amazing job of assuaging all the fears that we have. Well, okay. It's interesting. So I wanted to ask about the, we've talked about like the intervening six years and all the back and forth, but that kind of answers the question. Like, I guess there's so much in life that you just kind of go, okay, yeah, yeah, you win. Fine. Good enough. Good enough. But it, 
it feels like from the time you guys were on set from the first game, just based on what you're saying, you there was sort of this sense of like, huh, this is rare air. Like this is this is something special. Was there a sense for the second one of like, let's not rush this. Let's get this right. Because we owe fans, we owe ourselves, we owe the characters, we owe, we owe the story that we've been telling. That is so wonderfully framed, Jackie. That's exactly it. It was, it was the notion of there are more people involved with this than us. This thing is now bigger than us, so we can't rush it. Um, it deserves to be, it deserves the, the, the patience and the maturation that it requires for the people that have experienced this. And man, just the, the Jobian patience of not only the, the players, but also just the studio to be able to, I can't imagine working on any, I'm in a beautiful position as an actor where I get to kind of hopscotch around jobs and I never get bored, right? To spend every day, every day, for fifteen hundred to 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 eighteen hundred days working on the same thing is to me just that is a it, it can start to feel like a Sisyphean task because you just there's I, I suppose there's these micro moments of of uh, accomplishment but you're so close to it. And especially I think about the people that work in Q, QA or QC that that their job is to play the broken game, to identify all the problems where you're like, oh, you can't open this door. And uh, by the way, when I go through this, I fall through the world and that they're all they're doing is playing a broken game. I'm like, man, it's like if if all you had to do was was taste wine until it became good, you know, and you're like, I can never drink that wine <laughs> again, because all I remember is the acidity. All I remember is. There wasn't the fruit forward taste that it's supposed to have. It just tasted like just swill. Um, and those people every day commit to sitting down and playing a game just so that we can play a game that isn't broken. That analogy, yeah, tasting wine every day till it's good. After three days, I'd be like, what even is wine? Like, <laughs> is I, don't, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> yeah. Is it, uh, is it good? Is it bad? So is there, I mean, I can only imagine the answer is yes, many. Right. But is there any moment and obviously oh, yeah. you don't have to disclose what it is but any moment anything when you when you read the script when you read the story that you kind of went like oh people are gonna that that's gonna be the moment that's gonna be the surprise <laughs> that's gonna be the thing that is gonna you know blow up yeah. our Reddit forum <laughs> whatever you yeah. know what's so funny is i remember that neil said um he called me he was like once you come out of the house um because he wanted to walk me through the whole story because mm. I, I think I've got everything, at least the big beats and I'll, I'm going to walk you through. And so me, you know, trying to be a dutiful student, I, I, I came over and we had lunch and he was like, let's go in the office and let's just sit down. And we sat down on his couch and I had like a pen and paper and, you know, I was going to take notes and just, you know, have this very back and forth conversation with him. And long story short, uh, an hour and a half later, the pen and the paper were put off to the side and I was wrapped with attention and crying. Huh. And I, I did not expect it. Um, but he, <laughs> and Neil is a, an amazing storyteller, but he's not the best orator, 
Like he doesn't, he doesn't like tell this whimsical tale. He's actually hitting it very dispassionately and just kind of walking you through the beats. And of course this happens. And then this happens um, as if he was giving like a marketing pitch. So it, it was, that's, that's what's truly great about this story is that just the table of contents version of the story is enough to move you. And it moved me. That that exact thing you're saying as far as like this is gonna be the moment, but okay, wait, no, okay, that, but now this, no, this is the moment that's gonna, and there was just a, it's the beauty of this story is that it's not a singular moment, but it's how these moments are strung together. So if you're looking for a single moment that's gonna be like this is gonna be it where everyone's gonna freak out, or this is the moment where people are gonna cry, or this is the moment where Reddit's gonna blow up, like you said. Yeah, that is the last of us. That is it is it is a culmination of moments that we worked very, very hard that hundreds of people worked tirelessly to string together these pearls to form the necklace. Um, It's not just a singular pendant that that sits on a chain. It's it's this the the one that I think is there's one that I think is going to surprise everybody. That they're like, and it's so far the people that have played it have been like, man, I didn't see that coming. And it's just this one beautiful moment. But I remember being on set and there's one specific scene. And I think, if, if I'm not mistaken, it was, I think it was our entire morning, um, which, is, which is rare. Typically on a set, you're going you're gonna to shoot probably six, seven pages, maybe even more. You could do like 10 pages a day uh, just because of the the process of doing performance capture is so much more freeing than, than doing traditional TV or film. Uh, Cause you're lit. You don't have to move cameras around. It's really just about just the performance. Yeah. yeah. So we're sitting there and, and we finish the scene and, and Neil's like, that's the one we got it. And I look and everybody on set and there's probably 30 people on set. Everybody on set is crying. And it was just a conversation. It was the, the scene is just a conversation but there was even one particular guy who was a PA that just came up to me and he was had tears in his eyes and he just, he didn't have the words and he just grabbed me and hugged me and we just kind of held each other. And it was like, he was just like, thank you so much. That's such a beautiful moment. It's like, dude, thank you. And we just had this great moment on set. That doesn't happen. It never happens. It's just this truly remarkably um, phenomenal. And I'm not using that word as a platitude. It is a phenomenal thing. It is anomalous especially in this industry to have stuff like that. And what I love is that the true impact of this game has not just been the singular solitary, uh, solitary experience of the player having that moment, like you said, where your husband comes out and you're crying or you're scared, but it's the moment that the game industry as, as a whole took notice and said, we have to do better. And it, it moved the needle of the entire industry and I started seeing characters get deeper and more diverse and stories become richer. And we started talking about things that we hadn't talked about before because we started trusting players to be able to participate in that conversation. I mean, as a fan, I don't want to ask what the moment is as a host. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That may, that's what makes you a fan. You, you want to see it. You want to experience it. I know. I know. Since it is coming out, is it? Can you, t- is it between you and Ellie? Is it several characters? Like, I, I, I feel like some of the most impactful moments, and this is true to The Last of Us, right? The, just the ethos of The Last of Us. Yeah. It's about the quiet character moments, right? So I feel like 
there are moments between characters and and typically those are going to be characters one-on-one it's the it's the small conversations that are the most impactful this game has no you know problem with dealing with big action set pieces and big fights and you know everything else it's Mm -hmm. it's a huge world um so it's it doesn't shy away from scope uh or scale but it rests comfortably better than any other game i've ever seen in the quietest of moments it is not um is not afraid to be in repose uh and i think a lot of games especially because they're games they're like let's keep the pace up let's keep the action going let's keep it moving and this is a game that goes nope and there's 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 other games that are starting to do this red dead was one of the first games that i saw do it where <laughs> They, I don't know if you remember, but in the first one, I talk about this game a lot. Not Red Dead Redemption, by the way, is beautiful, and that that game, as as a sheer accomplishment of narrative and design, is set apart. As a, I don't understand how that game was made, it just boggles my mind. Uh, and Roger Clark, as a as a performer, as an actor, and as a person, is just second to none. Um, I'm happy to give him plugs whenever I can. But um, the first Red Dead, there's this moment where you cross from Texas into Mexico and they have this beautiful moment where you're on the stick and there's this Jose Gonzalez song that comes on. And it was just like, I, I freaked out. I was like, I can't believe what's happening right now. And it's moments like that as a gamer that I believe that, that reinforce my belief and my convictions about this medium. It is, feels especially like, the game to me, aside from being, you know, like scared and the, the more like action packed gameplay, it's, I mean, it's just a story about individual perseverance and kind of the survival of people and humanity. I, it, it was the first, it was probably the first ever game that within the first like 15 to 20 minutes, I put down the controller and I was like, Oh, this isn't going to be what I, mm-hmm. this isn't at all going to be what I thought <laughs> it was. Oh, okay. I'm crap. What is happening right now? Um, but we're obviously at a moment in the world right now where you'd be a fool not to see some parallels. So yeah, I don't know. Does that feel for you guys, it, the game coming out in this moment when people are inside and there is literally a virus, I don't want to say ravaging, but it, it is, especially I'm sitting here in my apartment in New York city you know, it's, it's, uh, the parallels are there. So does that feel like an extra sort of, I don't know, pressure or relevance or. This is why we play games. Yeah. Is a lot of people believe that, um, and this is fine for for them to view this medium in, in such a way, but they say that, you know, games are escapism. And I don't believe that. I believe that this is a way to engage with the world in a way that makes it tangible and small so that we can have some control and understand that it may be difficult to get from point A to point B. It may be hard to get that item. It may be hard to beat that boss. But ultimately, what games tell us is that through perseverance and through diligence, we can accomplish great things. We can beat any obstacle and especially right now, the game, what's, what we're seeing happen in this country, not only in the world, is not only what it looks like when the things that we think is so important are taken from us, what really, really is most important, but how much 
we the very beginning the first trailer we ever did for the last of us when joel says you know reminiscing about the 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 wistful things that that we used to have you know listen to a football game sunday morning football or sunday football smell of hot dogs all all of those things they're all gone so what is what does our world look like when those trappings of life and the things that we consider be, to be pedestrian and almost deserving of them when they're taken from us what what do we elevate in their place and hold high and it's always each other it's always the fact that we need people it's the relationships that we have and just like right now is a conversation that is happening for us to be able to dispel with our prejudices and the way that we think about people and the world the game is the same way there's there's this understanding that we go into this wanting and thinking that this story will be something that it is and what we don't understand and what we need to understand is that there's a story that the game is trying to tell and it invites us to listen and to participate in that. I think that's the perfect note to end on. <laughs> I'm super excited uh, to play and yeah, thank you so much um, for chatting with us. About it's my pleasure. Everything, <laughs> really. Thanks. <laughs> thank you, Jack. And that's it. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe for more bonus content. And of course, for our regular episodes that come out every Friday.